This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because when I want my spicy shrimp pad thai, I want it on time. Because, baby, there's no time like the present, especially when it's pad thai related. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. On time, pad thai, baby. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Good evening. Welcome along. Um, second show of the day, third that I've been on. Oh, I'm just a YouTube whore, aren't I? Look, can I want to get before we get into the manager's press conference? I just want to say something personal, if I can. Uh, whether you have a god or you don't have a god, please tonight before you go to sleep, can you just say a little prayer for Miss Molina? Um, she's an Arsenal fan. She's a great, great friend of this channel. Um, she was one of the first that I met when I started doing the YouTube. Uh, first sort of person I really knew in the YouTube community, if you like. Uh, a lovely, lovely girl. Canadian. Uh, she recently came over, fulfilled a dream. Uh, she got to see uh, the Emirates Stadium. She got to see her team play in the uh, and win. Um, sorry, Forrest. Um, and she got, as you can see, she, her favourite player, Granite Zaka there, did a picture of him and managed to get it to him. And as you can see, a picture of him there with it. Um, she fulfilled a dream. She is, at the moment, not very well. Uh, so our thoughts go out to Melina. I can't thank her enough for the friend that she's been to me. 
I'm hoping she pulls through and uh, we wish her all the best. And as I say, please, whether you believe in God or not, just say a little prayer for her tonight. This is the press conference show. Thank you. It's time. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Welcome along from me and uh, little Filbert here, my new little my new little friend. Good evening. Uh, David is in. Good evening, David. Um, hope you are well. So sorry to hear Melina is unwell. Blessings to her. She's been a great friend and partner to your channel, having listened to your shows over the past year. She has. She has. And I've got everything crossed and, and praying for her to get through. Uh, Terry, uh, big day today. Madison and the Cup draw at 10 p.m. Have a good show. Thank you very much. And it was it was a good day for Madison. Um, he did it. Did he not, uh, Brad? Good evening, sir. Uh, good evening, mate. Um, yeah, I just said to you there backstage. I'm sure many others have already said it. Uh, it shouldn't. It was almost criminal that it was even a worry or a debate that he wouldn't would he not make it. I mean, I'm happy for him and I hope he gets the chance to prove everybody as to why Southgate should pick him more. Um, obviously, the worry is he, he won't necessarily get it, but you think if he's going to go, surely if he's going to go to the mark of picking him, he's going to get some time. And, and, that, and that's all you can ask for, really, given yeah. a chance. So it's not a wasted journey because he deserves not just to get picked, he deserves to be given a chance to, to, to show what he can do yeah. for his yes. and go, he can do his country. My worry is that, yes, A, I mean, there's 26 players in the squad. He will probably only play, well, there's obviously going to be 11 on the pitch. Um, he's going to want to settle squad. He's not going to be wanting to change his squad for, you know, every game. So he's probably going to be playing 16 players at the most. Um, so whether he will get in, and I worry that he might do a bit of a, a Dennis Pratt at Arsenal, you know, throw him on and go, well, you know, he had five minutes and we lost. Because he ran that first game. That isn't going to be easy. No, it's not. Uh, the, the thing is, it's, it's, it's kind of, 
you know, win, 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 really, if he plays for, for both of them, though, because if he brings him on with 15 minutes to go, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter in, in, in a one-off tournament. Mm. Uh, you don't, you know, you don't get a second chance to put it right in, in league form. If he comes on and say 15 minutes to go in, in a game with some merit and he goes and gets a goal or an assist or both, and that's an incredible game, then it's worked out. And like you said, if he plays him that moment and he doesn't stand out, then, that that's on the player and he goes, well, I, I did pick him, I did get him on form and, and that's, you know, so there is pressure on him a, a little bit, but it, he'll just be hoping to play for his country. That's what he wants. And I think at the end of the day, mm. they're the sort of players you want in your national side because they're the ones that, the second they're on the pitch, doesn't matter if it's for four minutes or 44 minutes, they'll give all they've got to try and show why they should be picked more. And so. he's a game changer. He's a game changer. Yeah. You know, but um, I'm going to miss these because I always used to sleep well on uh, a Thursday night having sat the random press conference. <laughs> this is uh, this is the last one until after the World Cup, so um, we're going to be talking lots of World Cup stuff as of Monday onwards. We're going to be doing our pre- well. You're going to be doing your prediction of how far you think England will go, which hopefully is probably further than I hope. Otherwise, it'll be a very short show. And um, we're going to be doing that. We've got we've got shirt reviews. We've got quizzes. We've got all sorts coming up next week, ready for the World Cup. But we've got West Ham uh, this weekend. Should we have a listen and see what Brendan had to say? Yeah, although no, no, no prizes if you've managed to guess in the comments what he starts off with. Indeed, and I love the fact that he actually didn't know the answer. But here we go. Afternoon, Brendan. Hi, Rob. Yeah, good afternoon. We're working on the basis, and you will probably be able to tell us, given this is embargo, that James has made it. Yeah, well, it's embargo until it's finished. So, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Has he proved? Do you think simply too good to ignore? Well, listen, firstly, it's wonderful news for, for James and his family and, and everyone, obviously, here at Leicester. I'm also delighted for Gareth, from a coaching perspective, to have that talent available in, in, in what is such a, a great tournament. So, uh, but yeah, I think his level of consistency and uh, the work ethic and the talent and what he's proven over these last uh, few years... Uh, has, has swung that sort of decision for him because he's a he's a fantastic player and one of the best players in uh, in the Premier League. So really, really delighted for him and uh, and obviously, of course, he had all his teammates because without them, then uh, it's difficult to to also play to the level that he's been at. One of his teammates, Timothy Castagno, who we spoke to this morning, mm-hmm. said that he felt James had been playing with a little bit of a bit between his teeth, a real desire to prove something to the England manager? Is that something that you felt watching him particularly over the last couple of months? Not really, no. I, I've just seen him wanting to prove the point to himself and uh, that he can keep improving and developing. And I've always sensed with James that desire to, uh, to to improve and be the best that he can be. Um, when I spoke to him, obviously this morning, just anticipating either way, because at that stage we obviously didn't know what was my case was really reinforcing about the next World Cup. You know, however it goes, uh, whether you get the decision or not, 
it's it's really about trying to keep progressing and developing and, and he's got that mentality to to do that so um so yeah it's it's great news for him and uh, like i say great for uh, for his country knowing him as you do do you also see now that will be a, a real desire for him not just to go there and be a good squad member but to really force himself into Gareth thoughts for playing regular minutes as long as England are in the competition well that's just listen the most important thing for James having had one cap before was about getting there and I think when he gets there you just never know what happens in World Cup sometimes you get a bit of luck goes your way uh, but he's going to have training sessions he's going to have um, opportunities off the pitch as well to show his whole uh, package there, there's other top players there but I think he's in the mix and uh, and uh, like I said, I'm delighted for him. Just to look at your own team then, as, as we head into the final game mm. before the break, a, a real improved performance and results in recent weeks. So many times now in football, it seems that the default setting is to change things, to, to change a manager particularly. Has this last few weeks <coughs> proved, do you think, that the, the value of sticking with someone and, and allowing a manager to work things out and turn things around? I think that's always going to be difficult. I think the nature of, of the game now, I think there's a real witch hunt for, for managers to lose their job. And um, and I don't see that changing too much. It takes the strength of of a board and, and people within the board to to trust and and support the manager. And, you know, it's, it's increasing now even more that it feels like as a manager, you you can't have any, you know, down downturn of results, or else the the cry is to to change. Uh, and football management is about peaks and troughs. It's it's never always going to be up there. You can never always move forward. Sometimes it's through whatever numbers of reasons. Uh, it takes that little bit of time to get going again. And um, so I don't think because of the, the media coverage now and social media and everything that it changes so much, but it just takes a, a lot of strength from, from owners to, to support. And, um, and like I say, you just have to really focus on your own work. And thankfully here, like, there's no mystery to it. You know, our, our results at the beginning of the season weren't good enough. Some of our performances were, but what we've now started to do is we've started to combine the the consistency with a performance level, which has meant better results. And now we have a team that's operating at a really, really good level again. So, um, but still a long way to go in the season. And we want to, to go into our final game now and, and see if we can finish off how we've been over the last numbers of weeks. And do some of your achievements in recent seasons feel relevant with the opponents this weekend, West Ham, and that you are the two clubs that have sort of gate-crashed that big six that is incredibly difficult to break into that six but it's even more difficult to stay there sometimes. It is. It, it definitely is. You, you know, the, the, the level of uh, financial clout that, that some of the teams now have in the, in the league is, is obviously huge. But, um, but yeah, but listen, for us, we've had a couple of fifth-place finishes, finish eighth. Um, we will always look to finish as high as we possibly can. And that'll be no different this, this season. It's been a tough start for us, but um, but the players have showed a great mentality and a work ethic, and uh, and now they've got a real grit to uh, to match that, which is uh, which is what you need at the very highest level. And I think West Ham, Dave has done a fantastic job there. 
you know, if you look at uh, them this season, um, it's been difficult sometimes in terms of results in the Premier League. Why? He's having to uh, introduce a lot of new players into the club, into the structure. Some players that have moved on, key influences. You think of Mark Noble, what a fantastic servant he's been to the club. You've got some players in natural decline. You know, with the greatest respect, that happens to all players. There's a, a, a professional decline that, that happens. And of course, then you have European football on top of that. So it, it, it doesn't surprise me uh, sometimes in terms of the results that they will have because of all those factors. But what doesn't change is that David Moyes is a, a top, top manager and uh, he's proven that and he's proven that with, with West Ham to where he's been able to take them over these last couple of seasons. Thank you. Pleasure. Hi, Brendan. Okay, Pete, yeah. Um, given that this time last week, uh, James was probably reading that he, he was 50-50 at best, um, how did he take the news and, and how did he find out? <clears throat> he was delighted. Um, he had a, a missed call from Gareth just before we were probably ready to go out training. And I said to him just to pop into my office and go make the call privately. And uh, he obviously spoke to, to Gareth and uh, and then came out uh, full of the joy of the world. So, um, so yeah, so it was it was great, great moment for him. Good training session from him, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was good, but the others were good as well. All in all, how how difficult has it been preparing your Premier League season, knowing that there was this looming gap? and so many variants that can be thrown up because of it. Listen, the, the, the planning for it started months back. I think we all knew that it was it was going to be a challenge. Uh, and probably over these last few weeks, for, for most coaches and managers, that's become more apparent um, with the nature of the games. And sadly, seeing play, players being injured, not able to to play and, and what is a, a dream moment for them. Um, but in terms of, of preparation, we, we've all known where, where, where it was going to finish and what the break was going to look like. And um, it's, uh, yeah, it, we just prepare as normal, really. Looking at this game yourself and West Ham, I mean, the stats between the two teams, there's, there's little or nothing in it. So how do you see it going between two managers who both know how important it is to take three points into this massive break? Yeah, well, listen, we'll just attack the game how we've we have been it recently you know I think we we're scoring goals away from home that resilience is back in the team again we've been hard to beat which is important and we go to West Ham expecting what we always do anytime we play them home or away a good side we with, with some really good players and uh, we know like Everton and Wolves away in our last couple of games we have to play well to win but that's our idea to go and attack the game be aggressive in the game and uh and look to keep this momentum going. Thank you. Hi there. Um, I, I just wonder, is a natural break, and it's, it's a chance, I guess, to put some things to bed. Is it something you might do emotionally, just kind of almost, it's so hard when you're in the middle of everything to process stuff, to almost process everything that's happened over the last four months, all those sort of highs and lows? Is that something you'll take a chance to do? Well, certainly it's a, it's a nice chance to reflect and, and 
look back on this this early part of the season. But it's also about moving forward as well. I think that's what's always key. Um, as I said, we um, the team's in a good place, got a good focus, um, and we know we've got a really exciting game to look forward to when we come back. Um, but there, there'll be work, a lot of work to do in in the the off period. But um, but yeah, it's always the the mixture of both, reflecting on on, on where we've been at, but more importantly, looking forward and uh, and preparing the team for the next uh, next challenges. And you used to tell us, or you tell us, you're an optimist, you're a glass half full person when you sit here. But was there a point in the last few months when you had to almost pull yourself up a little bit and sort of look in the mirror a little bit and go, right, let's just plow on through this, and and this is what I've got to work with now, and let's just go for it. Well, I think I've said before, it's um, it's easy when you're winning, when you're winning FA Cups and doing well and whatever else. The, the true test of you is when you're. Uh, when you're not, but what's very important in the, in those moments is that you lead, and um, and you lead the team, and, and and you lead the club. So so for me, it was it was natural. I, I think I've always said it. People have said about my patience and and whatever else, but there's no other way around it. You know, it's uh, I knew the the issues that we had. I knew the talent that we had, and I knew it was the case of them bringing it all together again and. And um, and getting that organisation and getting that work ethic back in the team and uh, yeah, and it was just just a matter of time really. So, uh, but no, I think that the one thing I said I've never lacked in my career has been resilience. Um, I'm not a shouter or a baller or jump all over the place. I'm I'm emotional about my own way, um, but my emotion is based around wanting the best for the club and uh and the players here and the people here so uh and for that i'll always trust myself to uh to do the job so yeah it's been a challenge but it's been a great coaching challenge and managerial challenge and that's um that's what you want and just one on james fine we can all see what he adds on the pitch you've got the most experience of him what does he add off the pitch as he goes into the england squad personality honesty enthusiasm passion and just an all-round good man i think he'll go away he'll add a great maturity to the team he will the players on and but he'll also be ready um to impact games if he if he comes into a game or or if he has the good fortune to start a game but um but i think the england have had a, a really really top player who's been informed now for a couple of seasons who's improved his game, developed his game. You know, he's not one of these players that's broke into the Premier League and and then because of everything uh, that has happened and or not happened, he's just fell away. This is a man that's shown resilience and and passion to to keep fighting, keep working, and now he's in the squad, it won't stop. So uh and also delighted for the, the supporters of England to to know they have this ability there in the squad. I think it's I think it's great. Fabulous, thank you. Cheers. Hi, Brendan. Hi, Andrew. Okay. Um, how is James Justin after he was uh, stretched off on on Tuesday night? Yeah. Well, sadly, he's, he'll have an operation tonight. Uh, he's ruptured his Achilles, which is um, huge, huge disappointment to us all. Having been out for a long time before, and then coming back and getting back to his level, and obviously, probably would have been. 
close to Gareth's plans. So, um, so yeah, we were all hugely disappointed for him uh, after the game. And uh, that's obviously two players that we've lost to that, two top players this season. So, uh, so he'll have his operation this evening and then um, obviously we'll probably put him out for most of the, the season. But we'll see how he recovers and uh, go on from there. But now we wish him a speedy recovery and such an important player for us in this early part of the season. So uh, hopefully he can get back fitter and stronger. How how big a blow will that be for you, uh, for the, for the squad and for the players as well? Because one thing I noticed on Tuesday was that when he went down, the whole squad kind of surrounded him and making sure that or doing their best to make sure that that he was okay. How big a blow will he be not having him available for a really long stretch now? Yeah, yeah, it's a huge blow. As I said, he, he's the one player that I you know I can really rely on him from a defensive perspective uh, to do the job that I've want him to do uh, so from that level he's, he's loved by his teammates because they see his honesty every day they see how hard he works um, and obviously from a, a personal level we feel it for him because he has had a period out and uh, a long period and haven't worked so hard to come back and then uh, to see him suffer again it's 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 not so nice but, um, but he's a strong character JJ he'll uh, He'll go back. He was obviously saddened and 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 disappointed at what maybe the outcome was going to be. But uh, but already he's, he's very optimistic and it's it's one of his great strengths. He has a strong character and uh, he'll come back and and be an even better player. I'm sure. Uh, just one more on the injury front on another fullback. Um, Ryan Bertrand. I know mm. you said that he was going through his recovery a couple of months ago. How is he doing? Is How far away do you think he may be from coming back into your plans? I think a bit of time away. I've got no immediate plans for, for Ryan. Um, we'll see how he goes over this off period and assess it from there. Do you have any other fresh concerns ahead of the weekend? No. No, I think everyone else fine. Obviously, Johnny got through the game the other night, but we took off just as precaution. So he was um, he was okay. Wilf got through the, the game, most of a lot of the game, which was good. And uh, apart from that, we're, uh, we're okay. Um, on James Madison, um, I wonder for you what he may bring to the England squad that isn't already there. Is there a one unique trait perhaps that he has that maybe isn't already in that England squad? I think with James, I think he's, listen, it's, it's full of talent. The, the England team in those attacking areas. I think what James has really developed over these last couple of seasons is his ability. Every, everyone talks about his favourite position. and But James has played all across the front line in midfield and plays it to a really high level. You know, if you think of where he's been playing for me off the right side and how we've structured the team, he still always creates goals and score goals. When he plays on that side, he, he makes runs like a top winger. Um he can find the space if he plays wide on the the left side. He, you know, he can. Uh, he's got the cleverness and intelligence to to find space. If he plays as an eight or a ten, he's he's comfortable central. I think the one thing that he can do above a lot of players is he sees the forward pass. And for attacking players and for front players, that's something that's um, that's absolutely key. You know, he plays forward quickly. Lots of players, lots of really good midfield players. They can conserve the ball and look after the ball, which is great. But you need 
if you're going to create goals and score goals, you need players that can take the risk and make the pass and see the pass, importantly. And his some, he's a player that, with the view of the game, is is fantastic. So, um, and listen, don't get me wrong, England have other players, of course, that have talents. But James has got a real special talent that uh, can unlock tight games and tight defences and he also can score goals. A final one from me, Brendan, but obviously this is the last game coming up on, on Saturday before the World Cup. How important is it that you, you finish on a high in, in your view? Well, we would like to and we want to. I think we, uh, we've we picked ourselves up over these last numbers of weeks from a difficult start. I think at least now you can see the identity returning to the team. Um, and that's what we want, that work ethic, that organisation, mixed in with the talent that we have. I mean, you see Everton, Everton's a really tough place to go to get a result, but our performance level was was very good on the evening and like it's been for a number of weeks before that. So just got to keep it, keep it going. If we can finish off uh, with a really positive result, then it would allow us to, to go away in a much better mood than what we were five, six weeks ago. Brendan, thank you very much. Best of luck. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Cheers. Okay, before we finish, we'll just go to Dan from Park TV. Brendan, just a quick one on, on this weekend and James Madison. How do you ensure, or do you even need to ensure, that he doesn't hold himself back ahead of the World Cup then, with just one game to go? Just knowing the player and knowing all the players I have here. Just seeing the, the commitment, I, I don't think it, uh, it's in the mindset. He's a competitive player. He wants to do well. Uh, so um, I've got no worries on that front. And I just wonder, personally for you, for James Madison, in these difficult times over you know a few weeks ago, how he stood up and helped this club through that period, how important that was for you? Yeah, well, well it was very important for the, for the club. And, and like I said earlier, I think that it's it's when you're judged, really, is when it's when it's not going your way, maybe as a team or a manager, or whatever. That's that's whenever the that's when you you look upon players and people to to stand up. And and James has done that consistently now for for a long time. So um, I, I spoke often enough about his talent, but his personality and uh, and resilience as a man is is clear also. And just finally, you spoke about he had the joy of the world when he came out of that room. Can you add to that a little bit? Describe. What, what he said, what he was like. No, no, it's it's private what he said, but um, it's just just happiness and I suppose relief as well because um, I'm sure they had all sorts of thoughts going through his mind and and sometimes how it's it's painted it, it looked like it was swinging more um, uh, more against when you if you listen and, and read certain stories, but. Um, but in fairness to Gareth, he was, you know, he's obviously been great with him. He's he looked at it, you know, with logic and and seen a player that can really help the squad and and obviously gave him a call to to stabilise James because I'm sure, like I said, there was numbers of stories overnight that uh, it was maybe sounding like he wasn't going to make it. So it was really good management by Gareth to to do that and stabilise him and then uh, yeah, get on with the rest of his job of naming the rest of the squad. And James himself, when he left that room, what he was like. Leicester Till I Die TV, your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now.
Well, um, let's get, let's cut past the uh, James Madison loving, shall we? I mean, well done, James, but it's been covered on a lot of other programs, a lot of other shows. Um, yeah. But uh, JJ is out to the end of the season. Yeah, it's gutting news. Because he he must have been given the injuries that have occurred and doubts. He must have been or another player that was. Cl- would have been on Southgate's mind come this morning. Well, probably before he had got news of JJ's potential injury. Um, so that's the bit of sweetness of the news from from um, from the press conference and from the Newport game. Um, but yes, it was whilst whilst the show was a, a James Madison loving show. Shall we say it's, it's definitely been warranted with everything's gone on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to get past the uh, James Madison bit. Uh, is your camera okay? Um, it's been a bit weird at the moment. It's this new phone that I've got, so it's sorting it all out, and it's just I don't know if you can uh, see me right now. I can't. Uh, no, we can't. I, see I, I will have it sorted. <laughs> um, it's probably better. You're probably getting more views. <laughs> probably. You are looking right better than you normally do. Um, yeah, I mean. That leaves us with Luke Thomas and um, and Timothy Castagna. Um, it looks like we're we're back to last season, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And all of a sudden, January uh, can't come quick enough for the return of Ricardo because yet again, Leicester have a lengthy injury out at the back. Um, it's it's going to be a challenge. I mean, Thomas is capable. We know he is, um, and hopefully, like of Wild Fazers being there in that defence and Johnny Evans being able to play more games um, uh, you know by his side and and, and learning as a group Mm. hopefully he's learned to handle these bigger game occasions Um, because that's the only issue we've seemed to have with Thomas as I've always felt and maybe it's just because it always seems to be against Tottenham so I say Mm. bigger clubs tongue in cheek when I say Tottenham but It seems that when he comes up against quality opposition, that he gets a little bit lost. So I don't think he'll struggle with that against West Ham, but he's got a few games to give the manager a headache for when Ricardo um, yeah. comes back because he, he'll be back in January, hopefully, won't he? Um, I'm just looking there and I'm not sure whether he might be the end of the season as well. Um, oh, I thought his recovery was going well. I heard it was January, February. I don't know if that's changed. It's not really saying, so I'm not... Un- oh, yeah, he's, well, he's due to return to training in January. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it wouldn't be till February he plays because he'll need yeah, some minutes yeah. somewhere. But cup runs? Yeah. Cup runs, we, is that oh, it? There we go. There, there we go. go. I, I, that was your knuckles then. I thought you were showing your ass. <laughs> All I saw was like that, and again, like, oh, Brad, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's a oh, different dear. show past midnight, folks. Yes, um, yes. We caught us Ryan Bertrand, but he's injured as well. Um, but uh, I, I, I can say we, we've we've been there, seen it, got the t-shirt. Um, yeah. It. They were saying, and the point was made uh, that. Uh, David, sorry, yep, David, just reading your point there. Good point. All Brighton as a backup at right back. Um, not. I wouldn't, really, be, I, 
I wouldn't be opposed to it against the right yeah. opponent if you're going to start out because one thing I will say is is and it, I reflected it in the ratings after the Everton game. Casagne uh, does seem to be able to bring us a lot down that right in an attacking sense, but if we need to be a bit shored up and shut out a game, say we're winning the game 2 0, sort of thing, because whilst we've been good on it, sometimes Castagne gets a bit caught out when we switch that defensive line. Or Brighton, mm. not the quickest, he wouldn't be expected to get forward that much, yeah. but as we saw on Tuesday, he can also put in a killer ball from the halfway line or so. so I'm not going to begrudge him if he does get a few minutes out no, there. No. And, I, and I think uh, my worry used to be when he was playing right back was that there was an, always a penalty in him. But I think it's possibly we've got that out. When he came on against Newport, moved, you know, we can move Tim, Tim over to left. Um, managers, um, this was the period when, and I think they alluded to this, when a lot of managers will be looking over the shoulders. Um, that said, I think most of those that are in danger of going have gone, uh, barring barring your, your favourite, of course, uh, Frank at, uh, at Everton. Um, and I won't tell you what was said earlier in, in, the, uh, in the, the squad review and somebody suggested Gerard to replace Southgate. <laughs> but um, this is a time... I think <laughs> people are allowed opinions, Brad. You're the one that state this. Um, but no, I mean, it is the time, wasn't it? We said like everybody will be judged now as managers because you know you've got time to get rid of the managers, get a new one in, get them used to the players that haven't gone to the World Cup, get and the season starts before the January transfer window opens. But I think Brendan, we, he's not going to worry about that, has he at all? I mean, it's going to be he's going to be here. Because to me, if he if he gets us into that top ten this year, let's keep him next season. Because he has proved got... it. Yeah, I think I think you've got to. I mean, again, you're always angling. It seems it always seems like when when you're trying to give someone the benefit of that that you angle for an excuse. But he's had very reasonable reasons for bad periods as a manager in terms of results. And, and yes. That does go down to tactics as well. It doesn't change the fact that uh, he was negative in his tactical approach at, uh, at certain points. But last year, heavy injury hit list. We excuse that because it's not easy to deal with. And this year, he had not just the limit in the transfer window, but a certain he who must not be named gave him a headache literally a week into the season. And, and when when you're not able to fix the issues or you're given a plaster to paper over a seismic crack, you know, you have to be patient. And, and like he said in his interview, it has been a witch hunt. And, that, and that's the change in generation of football. Us, us as fans have got more impatient with managers. So the pressure's on the board even more so from, from the fan base. Um, and social media. Been, and football fans have been impatient at the best of times. Um, so the fact that I'm saying it's we're even more impatient says it all. Um, so credit where it's due, whether you think it's all Brendan or you give more of the respect to the, the guys that he's brought in. Brendan's done it one way or another. And let's just hope, because I, I, I understand why, we, I think we all understand why the press conference didn't really touch too much on the game itself. But mm. let's hope Leicester can continue that and end it in a high. And, yeah. and, uh, I, 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 I'm... I've been one of, as you know, I've been one of Brendan's fiercest cricket critics earlier in the season. You know, no, you season. never. 
You've never <laughs> called him a novelist. <laughs> oh, right. yeah, the bell, the bell end return. But no, I mean, last season I was prepared to give him time because of the injuries. This season I said, like, you know, let's see how we start. We started off awful. As the manager, the book does stop with him. And I did write that thing for the BBC that says, dear Mr Rogers, please get out of our club. But he's proved me wrong. And I've always said I want him to prove me wrong because he, he is a good manager and a good coach. Now, whether, you know, it's him or it's his, you know, it's a team that, that he's got with him, but football is a team game. And unfortunately... Mm. Football managers, when it's going bad, it's their fault. And when it's going yeah. well, it's everybody else's yeah. <laughs> fault. So. Yeah, exa exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, um, whilst it's fairly obvious, we know the players go out and put in the performance, it's always under instructions. And, and mm. it's everything they work on. And, and yes, you give the credit to the backroom staff as well as Brendan Rodgers. But the reason the focus is on Brendan Rodgers is because when it's not working, he looks like an idiot. Uh, his staff are hopeless and, and we've got the worst goalkeeper and centre-back in the world because of Brendan Rodgers. But when he gets the, the staff in and, and you see the effect that it's had immediately on the back four, I know people could easily say, yeah, well, we get beat 6-2 and 5-2, Brad. You can't get much worse. You can't change it overnight as quickly as he's managed <laughs> to Southampton that and Bournemouth. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but uh, it can get worse. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I do know yeah, what you mean. It, uh, you yeah, know. well, it, I mean, it does. It, it only gets worse if if there's not a good manager in there that knows. He he clearly had a plan, and if he can't work on the squad, which was his number one goal, I'll work mm. on the second issue and make that the priority. And he fixed it, and we've seen the impact on it. So that's why the pressure's on him because he yeah. he's obviously hired a good man. We've seen the immediate effects on defender set pieces and corners, etc. Um, so, yeah, again, Rogers takes the credit. Because if that goes wrong and goes really wrong, you don't get the turning fortunes that Leicester have had in no. recent weeks. Difficulty staying in the top six. I mean, I think this was one of those questions rhetorically that, you know, it answered itself. Um, we have finished fifth over a couple of seasons. Um, and I think West Ham are suffering from this season how we did last season um europe uh i mean obviously we're doing the preview sort of at quarter to nine so we'll be asking west ham fans this but there's a bit of disquiet about david moyes and of course they got knocked out uh of the uh of the cup last um the other day by blackburn rovers yeah that, that was fuming about that um but um Listen again. Same same reasons. Fans are impatient. You get success, and no matter what sort of grace, you could be the most gracious fan in the world, the most level-headed fan in the world. Once you start getting Tuesday, Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, doesn't matter. When you start seeing European football, something your club's never had the privilege to play in before, or you weren't around to witness the privilege when they played in it all them years ago, doesn't matter. It's something you then crave. It's something you mm. enjoy so much that you like to see it. We're not Celtic Rangers who actually enjoy playing in, 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 in European football these days. We don't get knocked out of qualifiers and, 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 and embarrass ourselves. It's just funny how that works out, isn't it? I mean, yeah, that, that, yeah. 
Chris Sutton's really getting made for pay for what he said about Leicester comparing them to Celtics, saying the Celtics was another favourite club. We were supposed to be the embarrassment in Europe. Yeah. Well, yeah. Rangers, well, yeah, we, we know what I mean. It, I know, indeed, I know indeed, Rangers indeed. have the record, but they're just as bad. Terry yeah. you know, so says, hi, uh, hi, Brian. By the way, Brian did Brian, so uh, check, check. We we did a I did a, a program earlier. It is on the channel uh, about the, the 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 squad that was picked, so uh, you can find out more about our thoughts on Madison on that. Uh, Terry says, uh, "Hi, hi, still all for Rogers to eventually go purely because he's he's good to a level, but that level is consistently higher than a top. Uh, it is never so. It's consistently higher than a top eight. I am never satisfied. Um, so I'm not. You confuse me there a little bit. I've got to be honest with you. Uh, World Cup. I mean, again, yes. There's no excuse. They've known about it for well over a year now. That it's going to, when it's going to be exactly. Uh, so that that every club should be prepared. There's no excuses about. Oh, it's come at. I mean, it's come at a wrong time for us because we're just finding a bit of form. But well, yeah. You know, we've got Luke Thomas coming in. Um, he's facing a West Ham. He's not having to face a Man City, which is probably, you know, better for, for us. We've then got the bit of a break, which will give play, you know, players that aren't going a chance to sort of be rested, get some warm weather training, etc. Um, yes, in a, way, in a way, I am a little bit disappointed because we are just on a run of good form. Yeah, well, that, that's the sod's, sod's law when it comes to these internationals. It's weird that it's a tournament. Still can't wrap my head around it. But it's like an international break, isn't it? Yeah. It's still the same. Yeah. Everything international is always a, a burden to the to the season this this year it's going to be. Um, but there's going to be a lot of squad players that don't go. So, you know, this is the benefit of having a close-knit team that... that that you could rotate out now. I think we feel pretty comfortable, don't we, Chris, in our squad, that if, for say, whatever reason, say, Dewsbury Hall, who we've criticised a little bit over the last few weeks, if we're being honest, we've, we've probably started to lose that blue tint that he's a, you know, a born and bred and, and look at him more as a player. And if he got dropped for Dennis Pratt, we won't bat an eyelid to it these days. We're not as nervous with our reserves. And we're going to have a lot of them around and it's going to help them prepare because the one thing we're all going to be looking for our fingers uh, happens is if some of our players go away on duty and they get a heavy tackle. So the one thing we do have is the collective lot that we're staying. It's not like other teams that will have like the under 21s will get promoted to train with the first team, which is a good experience. But keeping that majority of teams of the players that aren't going away to the World Cup, and there's some big names in our squad that aren't going to the World Cup, um, it'll help. It'll help us keep that mentality going. Yeah. And as was mentioned in a previous press conference, just to bring it up, the mentality of winning this game and firing ourselves up the table helps them players because, like I said, you don't want to be staring at a table that has you in the bottom three for six weeks. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I, I, I don't want that. I really don't want to be in that bottom three for the next however many weeks. But it's down to West Ham, like I say, away. Um, he said, we'll just attack the game how we recently, how we have been recently. Uh, we've been scoring goals away uh, away from home. Uh, we're hard to beat, which is important. I mean, we are not 
we are not slow. We've scored more goals than anybody in the bottom half. And whilst we've scored, I think we're third most highest in conceding goals, we've had a, we're probably now third, I think it's third or fourth in the most clean sheets in the season. Um, yeah. I, I mean, somebody said earlier about, about West Ham being our bogey team. I feel quite confident. Yeah, I do. I mean, I mean, it was mentioned in the press conference that they do seem to be suffering a challenge, and that and that's that's the difference between making top six and being consistent for top six. And I know we've talked about that a lot throughout our time at Leicester. We're we're ahead of the program, if you want, on 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 certain teams that have made it over the last few seasons, making it back to back and and what and whatnot. But hold on, sorry, there was. A noise from upstairs that's thrown me off. What was I saying? That threw me off. There was a noise from upstairs. I was making sure someone was okay. It sounded like they're going to come through the floorboards. That threw me <laughs> off. Repeat what you said to me, mate, because that's completely thrown me off because I was going No, I've got, I've got to be honest. I was actually just reading the next question I'm going to ask you. So, oh. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what I was we're, going we're to say. About, we were talking about West Ham. And yeah, and, 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 and they're probably in that situation where they, they won't want to come away with this from a um, with a defeat because they're now having that suffering of another season doing Europe and and, and, and that again. And and with this World Cup, and I know it's and doesn't matter it's happening like you said, so it doesn't matter how much you do it. It's it's easy to say prepare, but I you do I do in a way sympathize a little bit and I, ooh, I can't believe I'm saying it. But with this World Cup taking place the way it is, I think there should have been more of a structure to these European games because some clubs are now, I don't know, it's weird. Some players are going to be exhausted going to that World Cup. It'd be interesting to see how some of them actually perform playing a lot of games. But West Ham are they've been frail this season. I mean, I watched their capitulation against Palace. They were in control of that game from what I've seen of it until they seemed to score. That reminds you of anybody about seven and a half games ago, eight games yeah. ago. Reminds yeah. you of us, doesn't like it? Said, and Kane and Kane's tired as well, hasn't he? He's played so many games. Yeah, but he's also carrying the weight of Tottenham, so that's fair enough. Well, uh, fair enough. Yeah, that, that, that's the point. That's the point. Um, so yeah, Justin's going to have an operation tonight. He's ruptured his Achilles. A huge disappointment. Oh. Is probably. Oh. Uh, he probably would have been close to Gareth's plans. We are hugely disappointed for him. We lost two top players to that, obviously himself and Ricardo. It will probably put him out for most of the season. We wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, it's a huge blow. He's the one player I can rely on from a defensive perspective. Um, this was interesting. I think Terry said it earlier. Um, regarding Ryan Bertrand, I think he's, I think, a bit of time away. I've got no immediate plans for Ryan. We'll see how it goes. It's disappointing because I know he didn't, you know, fill any fan with confidence in, you know, he, he had a few games, but he, he showed promise. I mean, he showed he was up there to be able to compete with the free kick taken because um, he can hit a free kick. We, we, we saw that it was quite interesting that he was, excuse me, take, taking them through the pre-season and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, you know... pre-season, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And, and unfortunately, unlike Vestergaard, you actually know there's a decent, decent-ish defender there that can cope in the situation. Yes, he's old. I know he's on the, the other side of 30 now, but let's not forget, he can, we know he is capable of it. 
Um, we know we know that, and it's just a shame because I'd like to actually have started the season having pretty much the entire squad available. Well, yeah, having the entire squad available to, to him, and and it would have been nice to have at least come out of the Justin injury update with Ryan's back in training. Uh, it was a bit too quick to put him in for Newport, but we'll see. He 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 might get some time out of West Ham just before the World Cup to give him some minutes. Depends on the game, but the fact that you're hearing he's got no time frame, so he's not even suggesting that he he could be in with a shout, play a few under twenty one games, and, and be in the shout for after the World Cup. That makes it sound yeah. like we're not going to see. Bertrand, yeah. and you know, we've had to give second chances to some players over the last year and a bit. It'd be nice to be able to at least give him a second chance yeah. to prove us wrong. Johnny's back, so that's some good news. Um, yeah. but again, he needs replacing at some point because what would a few years ago have been out for one or two weeks is now four or five weeks, and we, we need potentially to come back quicker than that. But indeed, mm. he's back. That's a good sign. Good sign. And again, so going back to when I said that the fact that let's use the whole squad will play in their advantage with the off, with, I went to call it off season. The, not like it's casual. Like, like there's no big world event going on, Brad. Oh, yes, there is. You know yeah. what I meant. Um, yeah. Because Samore's done so well. And it's not a guarantee that, that indeed he takes his, his, his spot back. It was great to see him obviously get some minutes on his belt and that. And then the same goes to Evans. Um, and look, that's just more that that that's a lot positive. The fact that we've got good competition, and again, if it's Samore, maybe a little bit sorry for him because he's played really well this season. But you're very confident to know that if it is Samore or not, and he doesn't bring him Indeedy immediately back into that eleven, mm. um, that we're very confident of a good performance. In terms of Evans, I think inadvertently we may have found. Evans's replacement with Wout Fez. We've all, and I, I struggle to find a Leicester fan that hasn't been singing his praises. And yes, I know it's early into his career, but we've seen some eye catching players at this ground, whether we like him or not. For final was eye catching, and I'll say his name for that reason. Right, he was eye catching on the ball, and he's going to be a brilliant player, whether we like him or not. Fez uh, has it. We said about Amarty needs a leader next to him. Well, they've not conceded a fucking goal when they've started the game together and played on the pitch. I think we might already have that in there. And then essentially, maybe that opens the door for a reunion for Soyuncu to start featuring as, as that backup player. Because I think Evans, um, I don't think he starts against West Ham, funny enough. No. Do you not think Faze is more of a Fafana replacement? Yes, but... It's weird how they do the roles. It's kind of like Amati and and Faze combine make up a Johnny Evans because yeah. Amati seems to be the one that sits back a bit more. He seems to be the one that's closer to Danny Ward, so it's an easier pass or an easier outlet to him. Whilst Wout Fez is the driving force, which we need, which we've had with Sion Shoes, we've had with uh, well, uh, with, with even Maguire and, and, and Fafana, but he's also that commanding voice. He's always the one that you see him clapping his hands, rallying them, giving a booming instruction out, talking to his teammates. I think we get the best best of both worlds 
uh, with them to as a partnership, and it's clearly working that way out with 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 the stat that I just told you. A man that doesn't like stats is is, is willing to quote something that matches up. You know, no I, goals. I, I, I had noted that. I had noted. Yeah, all right. I I, I, I mm. thought I noted before you, you you clip it. So, but yeah, that's <laughs> for me why I think Wout Fez maybe already takes that role at least to to some degree. Yes, given yeah, yeah, that. no, that, that's fine. But right, I, I say it's the last one for um for five weeks. Um, we will talk again because you're away. Obviously. Well. I have an idea. I'll, I'll tell it you afterwards. Okay. I don't okay. Know. Yeah. Um, but we will see. We will talk again in the new year doing this show. Uh, yes. We will. You're going to be away for the, the Christmas ones, uh, pre Christmas. So we'll talk then. Of course, we're going to see you on Friday. Yes, as always. As always. And Saturday night for the post match. Yes. Well, uh, you know what? I'm going to say it and I don't, I don't want to jinx it. So I'll take the blame. I'll take the blame if he has a stinker, all right? It's my fault. It's all on me. You can send all your hate towards me on Twitter and tell James Madison where where, where I have an everything uh, if he has a stinker. But it's written, isn't it? It's written in the stars now. He's been given that confirmation. He, he, he was that confident as we were in getting picked that he missed the first call. That was brilliant to end that. I'm sorry. Yes, but yes. <laughs> I'm, say, I'm saying... Madison to steal the show. I think Madison's going to show his joy in getting picked for the country and how revved up he is to prove Southgate. He doesn't just deserve to get on the plane; he deserves to get in the in the team in some, well, at least play in some capacity. I can note what you said. <laughs> yeah, just note it all down. Timestamp. Yeah, yeah. You when are James... going to get the blame. You are going to yeah, get so the blame. James... When James Madison scores an own goal and gets sent off in 20 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brad, look, mate, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I know it's been a, one of those days for you. Um, your link is in the description below in uh, on the YouTube. Um, just tell people, though, where they can find you. You can find me here, as always. Um, mm. uh, normally having a faffy camera, but uh, usually you do get to see my face. Find me on Twitter. Uh, that's the best place to follow me for any updates for here and for my Top 10 Battles YouTube channel. It's at Full Time Focus. There's no little dash hyphen or whatever it is it's called. Tell I did English really well. Um, it's all one word, Full Time Focus. Uh, follow me on there and click the bio link, uh, link in the bio. That'll take you to the YouTube channel, Top 10 Battles. We're doing a series. And it's Anthony and Dan, so... Go and check out the videos that are uploaded. You'll see the score going on and you can join in as well. Let me know your top tens. And yeah, that's, that's it. There we go. Um, thank you very much, young man. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll keep you in the back and then we can uh, have a chat afterwards. Um, fingers crossed for um, the weekend. And fingers there I say man. it, come on England. Well, yes, yeah, certainly. More interesting it now at least than I had. Before I have got I have got my outfit ready for the World Cup. <laughs> they said that I'm not getting into the spirit of things there. But um <laughs> there we go. I think after that I might be doing more of more of that as well. <laughs> anyway, goodbye from me, goodbye from you, sir, and I will speak to you in a few minutes. That... <laughs> I don't know which one you were, but goodbye, Ronnie. <laughs> I know. It's scary, isn't it? I know it's scary that I remember it.
Thanks to Brad. Um, we will see you at nine o'clock. So in one hour and three minutes, we'll be back for no, we won't. We'll see you actually. Shit. We'll see you at 8.45 for the uh, preview. It's starting a little bit early because we've got Jake with us and he needs to get to bed early. Uh, join us then, 8.45, where we will be doing uh, the West Ham preview with a couple of West Ham fans. Might just mention Blackburn. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think I should? <laughs> Take care, guys. Please subscribe if you haven't done already. Thanks. So there's had a few join us today. So thank you very much for that. If you're new, do that. If you're not new, please smash the likes. I cannot stop saying it helps so much in getting the uh, the, the, the YouTube channel seen on uh, various people's uh, homepages. So please, please do that. I will see you um, a little bit later. Take care. Thanks very much. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Lester Till I Die TV. They think it's all over. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.